Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us the rest of the past night and gift of this new day with its opportunities to please you. Now grant us your wisdom to treasure your truth more than anything else in this world and help us with your courage to trust and obey you on your promises and precepts. In the name of Jesus, your true and revealed wisdom, we all pray. Amen. Let us read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 to 15. Another short passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 to 15. I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. For such a people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of a light. It is not surprising then if his servant also masquerade as a servant of a righteousness. The end will be what their actions deserve. Yesterday, we saw Paul's fierce defense of his financial conduct as a pastor to Corinthians. It was not immediately clear from yesterday's text why Paul brought up the topic of a pastor's compensation, but today's text makes it clear. His opponent must have been accepting money from the Corinthians. Those who preach the different Jesus, different gospel, different spirit, according to Paul, were also acting differently in their financial dealing with the Corinthian church. I'm sorry that we actually lack many details, but the uh, insinuation, implication of the text is, is clear. Now, Paul called them today in verse 13, false apostles, deceitful workers, servant of Satan who masqueraded as apostles of Christ. There is no other passage in Paul's letters where he heaps on his opponent so much abuse in so few words. In particular, the last description, servant of Satan, reveals a Paul's concern for the church as well as his hostility toward those who threaten the unity of the church in Christ and his grace alone. Here Paul draws on the Jewish tradition which described Satan as disguising himself in order to deceive. For instance, Satan seduced Eve and he did so by charming her rather than by terrifying her. Remember that Satan asked Eve as if he is the only one who was truly concerned with her potential to be God, and also he defeated God as her secret enemy. Now Paul says this is a Satan's usual tactic to pass himself off as an angel of a light. In biblical imagery, say evil is depicted as a dark and the true nature of Satan as a darkness. But Satan is at war with the humanity, and the one effective tactic in war is to wear enemies' uniform in order to penetrate 
in enemies line and destroy them from within. For instance, during the World War II, when Germans did a last surprising counterattack called the Battle of the Bulge, some German soldiers dressed up as American military police, MPs, and misdirected American troops. When American GIs finally found out that, they began to ask every MPs with a common questions like, hey, which team won the last World Series? Who is your favorite player in the Yankees? And funny thing is that sometimes real GIs who did not know much about the common trivias of baseball found themselves in trouble as a possible German spies. Similarly, Paul feared that the false apostles of a different Jesus and different gospel penetrated in Corinthian church and were creating a havoc from inside. Paul feared that his rivals have so presented themselves as a genuine servants of God that his Corinthian converts and believers will be led astray. And here we must recognize that more danger has always lain for the church in an inner corruption than in outer persecution. Let me repeat that. For church, inner corruption is far more dangerous than outer persecution. Many great institutions and communities are damaged by inner troubles rather than outer troubles. Once again, we must remember gospel gives us, gospel of Christ gives us not only saving grace and eternal truth of God, but also gospel of Christ gives us seeing grace and discerning eyes over any false truth and fake grace. Gospel makes us fierce fighters more than anything else because the gospel of Christ is a matter of life and death to us. That's why early Christians who endured all external persecutions and forgave even those who persecute them, at the same time, they fiercely argued and fought against any heretic or false teachers with the anathema or curse. One of the reasons that I admire Karl Barth as my theological mentor and the hero of faith is that he spotted the danger of Nazis earlier than anyone. The Barman Declaration, he and Bonhoeffer came up in 1937. It was far before the, you know, six years, five years before the World War II broke out. While most German Christians were impressed or even mesmerized by the Nazi and the it's a nationalistic propaganda. As a patriotic dream come true, Bart's understanding of a gospel spotted their false, dangerous Christian gospel, and he furiously questioned and attacked the ideology of the Nazis and all those Christians who follow their ideology. And I'll be honest, I lament about today's American evangelical leadership, who is confused about the Republican conservative ideology with the Christian values. But how about us, Forest Church? 
Do we ask ourselves and each other when we find something not clear with the gospel and our conduct as a gospel bearers? You know, our house church sharing, first of all, must be loving, but at the same time, it must be confirming too. And sometimes confirming involves questioning. Or do we avoid an uncomfortable discussion and necessary verification under the rug of a Christian love? Do we fear conflict more than truth? Christian love that we saw in Paul's life and ministry, especially in Corinthian church, is a love in truth, love in action. It is a fierce love because the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ demands our complete complete obedience to God. Anytime when we see any potential form of a shape of a religious or Christian pretension, we must stop ourselves and ask if this light really shines, the love and the gospel gospel truth of, uh, of Jesus. So, feel free to stop me anytime with a question. I really, I really mean this. Don't be gullible to your pastor. You know, I'm really grateful. Many of you trust me, but trust, but verify. Yes, the famous Ronald Reagan's word against the Soviet Union still, you know, I think is a good advice to all of us. Trust, but verify. Verify means ask questions. Yes, I'll not be offended by questions. And when, you are, when we are asking each other questions about gospel and us as a gospel bearers, yes, any question, we should honor and we should really uh, hear it and uh, try to answer with the love and prayer. So let's not only believe, but let's also battle for the gospel today. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, because Jesus is the only way, the complete truth, and the eternal life that you gave to us, help us not just enjoy his love, but also empower us with the discernment of the Holy Spirit and Holy Scripture. Grant us your wisdom to discern and courage to fight until only Christ is our rock and redeemer. In his precious name, We all pray, Amen.